Greetings, humans. You have entered the command zone, your destination for all aspects of Elder Dragon Highlander. Enjoy your stay. What's up, everybody? You are watching slash listening to the Command Zone podcast, and it is time for Commander 2019. I'm your host, Jimmy Wong. How's it? It's Josh Lee Kwai. We've got some very special episodes here for you for the next four days, or I guess the next three days if you count today. Anyway, four of these are in a row because we're going to be talking about the full decks for Commander 2019. Wizards has given us the awesome responsibility to sort of fill out what the other cards in the deck are. So content creators all out there across the Magic Sphere, they've been previewing cards today for the Morph Sultai deck. Yeah. It's, it's called Faceless Menace. Make sure you also look them up online. I believe you can find a compendium of where everyone is uh, previewing their cards on the Wizards website as well. This is a fun one. Yeah, this is a really cool deck. So we're going to be filling out, talking about the other cards, the other reprints that are included, because, you know, they've uh, spoiled maybe like 20, 25 of the cards. There's still a bunch left. But before we get into that, you're going to want these Commander 2019 decks. You're probably going to oh, yeah. want most of them, all of them. I get all of them. What do you get? I get all of them. Yeah, so if you want to get <laughs> one or all or a couple, go to cardkingdom.com slash zone. If you use that affiliate link when you order all of your Magic products, singles, anything at all, you're supporting this show Game Nights, all of our content. And Ultra Pro, our second sponsor for the show. It's Commander 2019 time, so they have tons of themed playmats, deck boxes, and sleeves for these decks. So if you really want to go for the full experience, I usually just build the decks, sleeve them up, and leave them be. So if anyone wants to play the set as it was created to be played against each other, I whip them all out and we're ready to go. Yeah, so definitely by supporting Ultra Pro, you're also supporting our content. And the final way to support us mm -hmm. is patreon.com slash command zone. Yes. You can contribute directly. In fact, we call out one lucky patron every single episode. And even though this is a mini episode, we're still going to do it. This, this episode is dedicated to, to Zachary Ruth. Zachary, you rock. All right, let's get right into it. This is the Sultai deck. It is called Faceless Menace. And it's it's called that because it's a morph-themed deck. The morphs morph are faceless. Themed. Morph-themed deck. morph <laughs> Themed deck. That is hard. Say that five times. Morph themed. I don't even try. <laughs> Didn't even make it through one. Didn't, yeah, couldn't even make it. <laughs> so again, we're just going to be talking mostly about the remainder of the deck that hasn't been spoiled up to this point. Go to the mothership to find out what has been spoiled. However, we got to talk about the lead singer, which is Kadena, the slinking sorcerer, because all of the cards in this deck are kind of. You need, you need that context to understand like why they're in there and why they're good. Do you want to read it? Yeah. So Kadena, Slinking Sorcerer, is one black, green, and blue for a 3-3 legendary creature, Naga Wizard. Naga fans rejoice. The first face-down creature you cast each turn costs three generic mana less to cast. Whenever a face-down creature enters the battlefield under your control, draw a card. So morphs, are, your first morph is free, and then any morph you play, not just the first one, draws you a card. So morphs, a big theme of this deck. As you've been looking at the spoilers as, they, as they've come out, there's a bunch of new morphs and things like that. Yep. Let's talk about... Oh, I want to do a disclaimer really quickly yep. here. We are going to... If we do mention cards that um, were already spoiled, we'll try and mention who spoiled them. We don't always know because we're recording these pretty far out uh so we apologize if we don't cite the sources we'll do our best um you can help us in the comments by doing it as well instead oh. of yelling at us help us out and help <laughs> other people out find those content creators uh, and one other thing we've gotten a chance to play the decks yes. uh, quite a bit in fact we spent what it was a couple days ago just sat down for a few hours and just played them against each other like four or five rounds yep Got they're all really fun 
This one is cool. Okay, uh, you want to start out with the stats. We have a lot of stats coming at you, and this is the pattern we're going to be doing these episodes for for the next three, I guess, yeah. Uh, so 17 brand new cards in this commander deck, and there are 83 reprints. Now, 15 of those are basic lands, so 68 total reprints. Uh, and that also, aren't basic lands. That yeah. aren't basic lands, yeah. And we're going to talk about the value of those reprints as well. Um, as far as this deck is concerned, it's green, black, and blue. There's going to be 11 ramp spells you're going to find in this deck, 8 card draw spells, 4 board wipes or board wipe-esque effects, 12 forms of targeted removal, and the most important part for Kadena, 22 morphs or cards that create slash interact with face-down creatures. Like manifesting is one of them uh, as a way to get cards onto the battlefield face-down. That's also going to draw your cards off of Kadena. And 9 cards that are synergistic cards that care about morphs, benefit face-down creatures, or work well with them. So I like the stats on this deck a lot. The ramp looks great, 11 ramp cards. The the card draws, you know, we like to say 10 card draw spells. There's eight, but the commander itself draws cards. Yes, very uh, important. Board wipes, we like around five. There's four, that's great. Targeted removal, holy cow, there's yeah. 12 targeted. You're going to be able to interact with your opponents a lot. The, I, I think the stats tell you that this deck is well Pretty well tuned just coming out the box. Yeah, and not just that. It's going to play really well with the other decks. Having targeted removal, I think, in like smaller, you know, more controlled environments like this, if you're playing the precons against each other, is going to help out a lot. So this deck, I out of the box, and we can attest to this as we've played it both, it performs great. Yeah, I would say this is probably one of the more powerful precons of all the years that we've seen. It's very good out of the box, and I wouldn't... Like, I, I would think it would be good against a lot of just regular commander decks just with no changes at all. Yeah, and that rarely happens, I think, with the commander decks. Usually, the main commander has, like, the main synergy attached to them, and part of the deck is de dedicated to it, and there are other legendary creatures in there that give you other options. In this case, Kadena really is the main commander of this deck and the one that you're going to want to run if you play it out the box. So, we know why, why you're all here. You want to hear about the cards you haven't uh, been told about yet, we're not going to be able to go over all uh, 68 of the reprints. We're just going <laughs> to hit the highlights here, but we will have links to the full deck list in the show notes. So go to that more info box below this video, and you can find that link, and you can look up uh, and see all the cards. Just make sure you finish the episode first. Yeah, yeah, do that. Um, okay, so the first one is a card that you've seen has been revealed. I believe it was revealed by... Wait, let me look it up. Oh, it was revealed at Gen Con. Ooh, in Indianapolis. So, yeah, so probably from somebody at Wizards. Um, it's Seedborn Muse. Yay! This, I just wanted to call it because it is a great reprint. It's not a cheap card. Mm -hmm. Even though it's re been reprinted a couple times recently, it is very powerful. And, of course, perfect in this deck because you want your mana open... Because your morphs, you need to flip them up. Yeah. Seaborn Muse, great card. It serves as ramp as well as just incredible value. Now let's talk about some ramp. Tempt with Discovery. Now this is a card that we've talked a lot about on the show and the politics of it and how exactly you're supposed to use it. But with this card, if one person gets a land, then you get two. If two people get lands, then you get three. And if everyone at the table gets land, usually around four people, you're going to get four total lands for four mana. So even four mana for two lands is great. And you could make a statement and an argument that even four mana for one specific land of any kind is very good as it's well. It's not the worst, yeah. yeah. Though in the worst case scenario where you play this card and everybody goes, I'm not getting a land, you still get one Cabal Coffers or something. Mm -hmm. uh, Cabal Coffers is not in this deck, sorry. But just as a card. What is in this deck that are good lands to maybe go get, though, is Reliquary Tower, mm -hmm. Bajuka Bog, uh, Thespian Stage. Wow, that's fun. Myriad Landscape. 
Um, Ash Barrens is another, this one, I don't know if you go get it with Tempest with Discovery, but it's a good land that was getting up there in price a little bit. Right. And so I actually think that this deck has a lot of good lands. Um, one of the great things about the way they built this and some of the value that comes with it. Yeah, the deck's synergistic across a lot of different areas, which is great. So uh, kudos for this, whoever helped make this one come into completion. Uh, so the next three cards are all ramp cards. These are all reprints, but they're all good cards and cards that I have in a lot of my commander decks. Yep. Me There's too. Thran Dynamo. It's a four mana artifact, taps for three mana. Sakura Tribe Elder. This is kind of rampant growth on a creature. And then there's Farseek, which is kind of a a better form of rampant growth in some ways because it allows you as a sorcery to search your library for a plains, island, swamp, or mountain card and put it onto the battlefield tapped. It's not a basic. Mm-hmm. So it can go find shock lands, dual lands, have lands, things like that. These are staple cards that go in a lot of commander decks. I think Sakura Tribe Elder is one of the top three most played green cards in the entire format. Oh, right. I actually think it is too. And you also have Cultivate, which is just another classic get one land on the battlefield, one into your hand. Um, now let's talk a little about, bit about the removal, Reality Shift, a card oh, yeah. that has just gone up and up for me as it's gone past in time. It's It's a blue single target removal exile spell one in the blue two exile a target creature and then its controller manifests the top card of their library so they take the top card of their library and put it on the battlefield face down if you did this to yourself you'd get a draw trigger off of kadena which is a little fun yeah that's true you could do it to yourself maybe or even save a trick well it doesn't well, save a save. creature i guess if they're already going out you know sure yeah. get a little extra value on the way out i guess that's a very underrated card and gets sees play in a lot of uh, competitive decks because of how efficient it is and how it allows blue to do something blue is just not generally very good at yeah and the upside for your opponent isn't i mean you get rid of their crazy 9-9 indestructible for a random 2-2 that could be a land another cool card that's in the deck is great oak guardian this is five and a green for a four five with flash and reach and it says when it enters the battlefield Creatures target player controls get plus two, plus two until end of turn. Untap them. Ah. I wonder what target player I'm going to pick. Probably myself. Probably yourself. <laughs> Great Old Guardian is one of those ones that just gets people out of nowhere. And sweet in this deck, too, because you're liable to have a bunch of morphs out. Yeah. And then, boom, untap them. Well, speaking of morphs, good segue, Josh. Let's talk about the morphs slash megamorphs. By the way, Megamorph is still one of the most bizarre names for a mechanic I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, so Morph, again, you can play the creature as a face-down creature for three mana. Special action at any time. You can flip it back up for the Morph cost. The first one is Hooded Hydra. I love this card a lot. X green green for a 0-0 creature Snake Hydra. Now you can just cast it as a regular card uh, for X, and then whatever X is, it comes in with that many plus one plus one counters on it. And when Hooded Hydra dies, you create a 1-1 green Snake creature token for each plus one plus one counter on it. And it also has the morph ability. So you can pay five mana, three green green, and flip it up. And it says on the very bottom, as Hooded Hydra is turn face up, put five plus one plus one counters on. This makes sure that it doesn't die when it flips up because it's a zero zero. So Also, you, it's 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 mana efficient in that way that yeah. you pay five mana on that turn and it's a five five. Whereas if you cast it for five mana, it'll be a three three. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah. So, I mean, you have to do the installment plan because you pay the three morph cost. Although with Kadena, it could be free. I mean, the reason that we all love Cons of Tarkir Limited so much is that no matter what your mana looks like, you can definitely play, play a morph on turn three. Yeah. Because it's just regular mana. It's true. If you don't have your colors, you're going to be able to still cast morphs. Yeah. And nobody knows what you can, what they are. They Talk about the ultimate deterrent at the table. Yeah. No one ever attacks in the morphs. If you Even have if five have... open mana, no matter what color it is, and a morph... Who's attacking into that? Yeah. It could be anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of morphs that could be anything, uh, I wanted to talk about a specific card that's in this deck. It has a special place in my heart. <laughs> Mine too. I saw it happen. <laughs> so it's Sagu Mauler. It's four green uh, blue for a 6-6 six, six with trample and hexproof. 
but it has morph for three green blue. <laughs> six six trample hexproof. Josh, why do you like this card? Well, let me just tell you a little story really this quick. Is, yeah, this is a little so we were at time. a GP and it was Cons of Tarkir and GPLA. I was yeah, and I was playing um a This is the one and only time we played standard, by the way. Yeah, we we were like, well, let's play in the main event. So I'm in like round five, I think. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm four and one, and I'm playing against another he's a high school guy who's <laughs> four and one. I think we were four and one. You guys were trying to play we for were, day two, basically. Yeah, we were still in it, yeah. is all I remember. And then so I'm basically dead on the next turn. I forget. He's playing some kind of weird control deck. Mm -hmm. He's at 11 and has a Lanoir Elf out. <laughs> I have nothing, and I have a Teamer Ascendancy out, which is a card that says uh, when you play a creature with power four or more, you draw a, draw card, a card, and it gives your creatures haste. Haste, yeah. Uh, against him, I have sided in two Sagu Maulers into my deck because he's a control deck, and I thought the Hexproof was going to be good. So I'm dead on board the next turn. No cards in hand. I have... Lands and I think you have the team. Mana. Yeah, I have exactly twelve mana. <laughs> <laughs> you can see where this is going. <laughs> I draw my card for turn top deck. It's a Sagu Mauler. I play it. Trigger team or ascendancy. Draw my card. It's a Sagu Mauler. I play it. He's at eleven with one toughness of blocking against with twelve toughness, twelve trample damage. So I top deck two Sagu Maulers. Attack for. 12 trample and win that game out of nowhere. Also, it was, they have hexproof. So even if he had removal, there was nothing anything. he can do about it. And he it. did have removal. He held up like a, I forget, some kind Something, of removal. And he yeah. just showed it to me like sadly. And I was like, man, I felt so bad. Because it's not like I had a four of either. I only have two in my deck. So yeah. I love Sagumala forever now. I mean, this is one of those tricky, if you, you do not want to try and target it or even attack into it because it becomes a massive, incredibly hard to deal with creature. Oh, worse feel bad in the world when they go to remove it and you're like, flip it up, it has X-Proof. <laughs> yeah, and it's a 6-6, six, six, it's probably going to go after you next. Um, another great card in this deck is the Den Protector, uh, the, the you know, what was the nickname they have for this? The Maternal, Maternal Witness. Witness. Yeah. yeah. It's one in the green for two on Human Warrior, and when it's turned face up, you can turn return target card from your graveyard to your hand. It's got Megamorph for one in the green, so you play it for three, and then you flip it up for two, and it actually gives it a plus one, plus one counter. So it becomes a three-two Eternal Witness for five mana. So it's one of those installment plans again. But it's it's really good because you can do it as a special action. Yes. Get get something out of your graveyard, maybe a counterspell or something, uh, or a removal spell, and use it right away. And there are ways in this deck to flip it back over. Yes. So that you could reuse it again. Like Kind of like what happened in the Animar Animorph deck yeah. that we played way, way back in the day. Actually, we should talk about that really fast. This is a, a the Morph Commander outside of what Animar could be. Yeah. It just replaces red with uh, black. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, people used to build Animar as a morph deck as sort of the only other morph deck now in the format. Now we've got two. I think that's a great thing. Yeah. All right, so something that we're doing for all of the decks in C19 is we are calculating how much the reprints are actually worth. So it's going to help you decide if you're a collector or someone looking for a value buy, whether or not it is completely worth it. So we added up all of the prices of the reprints at the time of the recording. So this is going to fluctuate when the decks are revealed and they come out, for instance, today. And adding them up, the reprints came out to $97. That's just the reprints. Just doesn't the reprints. E doesn't even count the new cards? Yeah, Kadena's got to be worth a decent amount, not to mention you're going to get two other commanders that are foil in the deck, and we usually see those minimum like 3 to $5 each. Wow, this is crazy. So $97 just in the reprints, that is great value. Yeah, and you get the Seaborn Muse. That's why oh, I'm buying the deck. <laughs> I mean, I was going to buy them anyway, but yes, yeah. now I'm more excited. All right, let's move on and talk about how the deck plays. You draw cards. You draw cards, you ramp lands, you do everything that a commander deck wants to do, so you never, ever feel out of it. Yep. I think every time I played it, even though I, I lost one of the games, I won one of the other ones, but I, I was still like, I'm still in it, I've got options, I've got things to do, and having morphs gives you even more options. So I think it's actually 
fun to play, but it's tricky and hard. Yeah, I like what you said there, though. There's always stuff to do, and a lot of that stuff is tricky stuff because I could unmorph my mm. my stuff. I'm, I'm often leaving mana open and passing the turn and keeping my options open, but I might have an instant, or I might flip up one of these morphs, and I have multiple morphs to choose from, so yep. what am I going to do? And I like uh, that type of decision options. It makes it really interesting, and and makes it really strategical because you're Fun like for your opponents to play against too. I would think. Yeah, you never know what's going to happen. Yeah, so I think it's a it's a really good deck and it can be explosive. It is powerful. Yeah, it's a fun one. I like this commander probably the most out of all of them, and we'll be talking about the rest of them coming up this week on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. We're going to be unveiling deck lists for all of the Commander 29 pre-cons. This one's been a lot, of, uh, a lot of fun. Make sure you don't miss it, though. There's, I think the discussion around these decks is going to be great. I can't wait for people to get their hands on them and play them. All right. Our editors are Ashlyn Rose and Jake Boss. Special thanks to Jeffrey Palmer for the living card animations behind us and that start and end all of our episodes. We will see you tomorrow where we'll be talking about the next deck from Commander 2019. For further inquiries, send an email to commandcast at rocketjump.com or ask us on Twitter at JF Wong and at Josh Lee Kwai. See you later, alligator. Greetings, humans. <laughs> <laughs>